Welcome to the Stuff and Junk Show, where we share our opinions on random subjects from interesting news, social topics, pop culture, our likes and dislikes, things we've seen, heard, or read, to what we did and what we do. You know, Stuff and Junk. Stuff and Junk. Hello, my name is Albert. <laughs> stuff and Junk! <laughs> Hello, my name is Albert. Hey. And my name is Ruthie. This is Jami. Uh, guys, it's been like... I think it's been like over, no, not that I think I know it's been like over two weeks since recording yeah. something together. It feels mm-hmm. like a bit of while since talking. Yeah, about it. sorry, I had to go. Wow. Com- I had to go Comic Con last week, so I couldn't record. No, no, that was me. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow! So what, what? What have you two been up to? Uh, where to begin? Hmm? Something short, for, 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 hopefully. <laughs> yeah, Ruthie, I got nothing. I, I, I haven't done anything last two weeks. Nothing. So Jamming was just I, working. Yeah. Um. Oh. Uh. Went upstate. Uh. Oh, went to Williamsburg and saw a movie, oh, guys, nice. in theaters. Could it be the movie that we're talking about today? Mm-hmm. Hell yes. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Right that's on. right. And Williamsburg, that's uh, like a little small town in New York, right? Or is- uh, No, it's it's um it's like in one of the bar- – it's in Brooklyn. Oh, okay. It's okay. been one of the most hipster popping areas for the last 10 years. Oh, um, nice. It's, all, it's like – being really gentrified like I was just 15, about to say. <laughs> 15 years ago uh-huh. but like that area of williamsburg like mm-hmm. bushwick bedstuy mm-hmm. um w- nobody's even heard of williamsburg before because it was all like right. industrial mm-hmm. and scary and like you didn't want to walk through there mm-hmm. now it's like beautiful oh yeah so they got rid of all the people of colors what you're saying and stuff like that only basically wh- only white and asians is that what we're going with pretty much yeah, yeah that's why that's my boyfriend fit in oh there you go right on <laughs> right on and that's where all the cool restaurants are, cool bars and stuff like that. Yeah, a little right too pretentious, but I mean, the food's good. Can't, oh, I'm right not going to lie about that. Okay. Well, do you have any highlights? What was the best meal you guys got there? Um, uh, Best meal. Well, the coffee. Well, we didn't have. Well, we. So we went to watch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood mm-hmm. there, which was a re-debut for my boyfriend going back to the movie since he has the last movie that he saw in theaters was. Are you guys ready for this? Drum roll. Oh, let me guess. Let me guess. No, no, no. It's going to be uh, Star Wars The Force Awakens. <laughs> uh, he's not a Star Wars fan. Oh, okay. Can you give us the genre? I mean, uh, uh, sci-fi, it's, drama? It's historical. Okay. Historical? Oh, in that case. biographical. I'm going to go. No, oh, hold on, hold on. In that it? case, Lion King, 1994 <laughs> version. Historical? Historical. <laughs> I'm going to go with Spielberg's Lincoln. What do you think of that? Uh Further back. Saving Fur- Private Ryan. Further back. <laughs> <laughs> mm, <okay>. Glory, 1994. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys give up? Yeah. Kingdom of Heaven, 2005. Wait, that's, that's Ridley Scott, that's right? A, yeah, it's a Ridley Scott. What's his name's mo- uh, movie, right? Uh, what's his name? Is yeah. it the director's cut? Orlando Bloom. <laughs> Orlando Bloom, that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who was actually in Comic-Con. My other cousin was the makeup artist for one of his... Uh, um, I guess actresses there. I guess mm-hmm. okay. she was, yeah, she was at Comic Con too. Oh, okay. okay, that's a yeah. long last time between movies. I remember seeing that movie. That was yeah, that was over a decade ago, right? Yeah, it's like over yeah. a decade ago. Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah. Oh my god! In theater, so I had to make a good comeback, mm-hmm. and I found this theater in Williamsburg called mm-hmm. Nighthawk. Mm-hmm. Nighthawk hashtag Nighthawk. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> give me free tickets. Where you, you? It's like a dine in dine in movie theater. Oh, okay. So you don't even you don't even need to get up to buy your drinks, your right. food, or whatever. It's like restaurant food too. It's not your typical movie theater popcorn, you know, raisinets or anything like that. There's a menu. You write it on a piece of paper. You prop it up on this like spring thingy, mm-hmm. and the wait waiters just like 
come and come by, pick it up, and then they bring your order with no words said. Oh, and you okay. don't even need to sign because, like, you can dine and dash. Like, when you buy your tickets online, mm-hmm. there's an option to dine and dash, and you basically just pre-tip, and oh, okay. that's it. And they use the credit card you use to buy the tickets with, right? That's how Yes, exactly. Oh, yep. interesting. Okay. And the food was good. Yeah. I got to right. say, the food that we ate there was really good. So the really, coffee around the area was really good, too. It really is, it really is hipster and stuff like that, if, if you can do that in a movie theater. Hipster. Yeah. I still haven't gone to so one of those hipster. fancy movie theaters where you can eat in the in – the, or they bring food to you in the in this chair. And stuff you have, like you have mm-hmm. AMC yeah. A list. You can do the go to those dining <sighs> come stuff. On. Come on, man. I'm talking about like uh, what's what's the one in Pasadena that I pick and something like that. Something like mm-hmm. that. I've never, I pick. Yeah, I haven't been, an I I haven't been anything that fancy and stuff like that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And have you had the food at it's, AMC? It's not worth it. <laughs> it's not worth it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it wasn't, and it wasn't expensive. It was like thirteen dollars for admission. Oh, really? That's pretty. Yeah. Cool. Oh, yeah. But was the food uh, like an overpriced food and stuff like that? No, actually, it wasn't. I was going to get to that. Um, so he ordered like a big michelada. Um, and they had cocktail drinks too. So I, I had like a whiskey root beer. I had two of those. And then I had uh, like these really fancy tasting tater tots. Mm-hmm. And um, we real- also got like a shared open face um, smoked salmon yeah. ricotta cheese mm-hmm. over wheat bread or something uh sandwich mm-hmm. and it was like 64 65 bucks after tip oh, that's not bad i guess yeah right on all right was yeah, it, so it was like happy hour prices was it worth it are you guys gonna go, go are you guys gonna go back to the movie theater is, is that a regular thing or another 15 years another 15 20 years? <laughs> no 15 i think years. we would if there's a good good enough movie to like <laughs> go there as go well, there for yeah. I don't. I don't want to sound crazy, but I think there's been good movies between Kingdom of Heaven mm-hmm. and uh, Once Upon a Time in mm-hmm. Hollywood. <laughs> I'm, going, I'm going. I'm willing to go out on a limb and say there has been. But well, I'm sure there has been, but mm-hmm. there hasn't been this many movie movie dining um, theaters gotcha. since since then. Actually, oh, since like right. ever. All right, right on. All right, okay. All right, cool. there we go. And that, that was Ruthie's time uh, this past two weeks. And like I said, I haven't done, I haven't, I haven't <laughs> done, I haven't yeah. done Jack. Yeah. Jack remember. S. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing worth talking about. Yeah. All right. In that I case, mean, I can talk about bathing my cats Sunday mm-hmm. night, so. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll save it for another topic. Uh-huh. All right. And on this uh, 247th episode of the show, uh, Albert's going to be talking about men's shorts. <laughs> and also, Albert's going to talk about himself in the third person, apparently. And, I'll, and then we're also going to be talking about, like, uh, you know how when there's, like, a big, giant tragedy or mm-hmm. natural event mm-hmm. of something? Disaster? Yeah. That's the word Natu- for it, disaster. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, sometimes so, so people want to know how you're doing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cover a little bit about mm-hmm. that. And then I feel great, by the way. Thanks for asking. Yeah, I feel great. We'll, we'll be doing. A, we'll, we'll, we'll be t- taking a look and see sure. what's going on, mm-hmm. and then we're going to be talking on our review of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood mm-hmm. on the top of the episode. Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, if you guys are familiar with me, I don't like. Wearing... I'm not. Uh, we haven't met before. <laughs> Who are you? Yeah, what's going on here? I'm what sorry, here? This? Yeah, I'm not a big fan <laughs> of wearing shorts, uh-huh. and Rudy has. Has spoken about that oh in, in past yeah. podcasts. Mm-hmm. Well, recently it's bizarre, <laughs> but um, okay, I had to go to a concert in San Diego last week mm-hmm. uh, for Megan D. Actually, they're, they're kind of like they they made a, they have a re, not really a reunion. They're back together again. Mm-hmm. Megan D. is back together again. They had a show in San Diego, and I had to go. Of course, mm-hmm. um, it's like you know ninety something degree weather. Mm-hmm. And then I even texted my friend and go, you're going to see something that you have never, ever really seen before. Mm-hmm. Is me but work. stuff. But stuff. Oh, <laughs> no. what? Sorry. It's, it's, 
is me wearing shorts. Oh, right? This is a PG-13 oh, show. Right. Yeah. So uh, I, I did like bust out like, do I even have shorts? Uh-huh. So I, I did have like some khaki uh-huh. shorts and I actually wear them to the concert. And I'm like, yeah. uh, they, they, you know, they're pretty comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> you just you discover the you plus of yeah cooler i feel cooler yeah. not, not, not exactly cool as in no. like hey man i'm cool it's more like cooler like temperature style but but yeah it's like it's like i was kind of like yeah a little Ventilated. Su- surprised yeah. at how so, much i was enjoying this so in summary shorts. in summary in recap at the age of 42 you discover the benefits of shorts is that what you're saying is that what we're devoting? Apparently, I, I, is that I get, what we're the time? Apparently, I, yeah. apparently, I get the benefit of of getting my one, one year back from me because I'm 43 now. But uh-huh. yeah. yeah, but yeah, in, <laughs> on this age yeah. of 43, I, I I found the benefit of shorts. Son of a bitch. Oh. Yeah. So I've been wearing shorts <laughs> ever since. Oh, okay. <laughs> Except for work. At work, I'm still wearing pants. I'm right, not. Right. I'm not gonna go shorts there. Mm-hmm. But but because you're not supposed to apparently. But uh-huh. yeah, shorts. Right. Who, who'd have thought? I, I feel like I'm like 10 years old again wearing shorts. Like, what? Look at that. Wow. Look at that. New discovery. Yeah. It's like we're back in when shorts were discovered. Yeah. Back. Look at that, Albert. Yeah. yeah. Pat yeah. on the back for you. Look Pat at that. on the back. A lot of growing and stuff like that. And, Look at that. And, Maturing. And I'm so proud of you. <laughs> and, and, and me going back to shorts, I had to like go like, what are the, how what kind of shorts can I actually wear? Mm-hmm. Like, like how long do they have to be? Like, Wait, so did, did you have shorts or did you buy I shorts? I have shorts. And then I bought shorts afterwards. Because I'm like, oh. I got to get more than one short. <laughs> did you have to take out the shorts from your closet and like do the thing? Where you blow the dust off? Like, no, they, they were well, they were well maintained. Okay. There's no dust. I, I did have cargo shorts though, but I guess I'm, I guess I must have had them for some other occasion, or whatever. Yeah, so, you had, I have, so you'd have to rip off the, the price tag and everything like that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I had. Wait, 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 wait. So why, why, what prompted you to wear shorts? Was it just extremely it just hot, hot that day? Or well, the thing is, though, is that fashion choice. Well, the thing is that okay, during Comic Con, which is also in San Diego, it was like nice and hot, right? And I, I mm. there was a lot of walking. You know, and then the, the pants got to the point where it's like, yeah, I kind of maybe I should have worn shorts instead. Mm-hmm. Going, go walking, <laughs> walking like the several miles that you yeah. walk in Comic Con, right? You're like, yeah, maybe I shouldn't yeah. have bothered with shorts, yeah. right? So, so I, I decided, well, I'm going back, I'm going back down to San Diego in the heat, and so let's see, yeah. let's see the yeah. shorts thing. Yeah, rock star. I'm sure I'm sure I can blend in with the, yeah. in the concert goers wearing shorts, right? So yeah. that, it should be mm-hmm. no problem, kind of thing. So that's the reason why I even wear shorts. You know what? I'm gonna do a little. I'm gonna say I, I actually relate to this because from my teens through my twenties, for the most, part, I actually never wore shorts as well. Yeah. I just so you're you're a never short as well. Yeah, exactly. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I have a whole thing behind it because I am definitely afraid of the sun and stuff like that. For some reason, I just don't like the sun, and I you know I and because of that, my legs are like the pastiest, whitest things ever. You know, I'm I'm like I'm like a, a ghost, pale white and stuff like that. So that's one reason. Also. I never really felt comfortable, and only it was until like maybe the last twenty something years. Then I, I you know, is eh. comfortable the world, or do you feel uh, not embarrassed, but but insecure about wearing shorts? A little shorts? bit, yeah, a little bit, yeah. a little bit. <laughs> I, that, yeah. I get that too. I never yeah. liked seeing myself in shorts. Yeah, right? even especially it's, look it's, at it's bad. It's bad voodoo. Yeah, it, yeah. it just it just looks weird, and then even yeah. now, like it still kind of looks weird. Yeah. you know, which is the reason why I had to kind of I don't know, do research mm-hmm. on. What kind of shorts should I wear yeah. and how long should it be kind of thing? And my whole thing. I'm, I'm, I'm just like constantly, I'm just shaking my head at yeah. you guys this entire time <laughs> because you guys don't know how blessed you yeah. are to have sunshine yeah. and actually be able to sunshine. wear shorts all year round. Whereas like us here at work, even at the office. Okay, okay. <laughs> <All right. laughs> go on, go on. Like even at the office, like 
us girls, we're wearing shorts throughout the summer at oh, work. Yeah. Like cute and all, you know, not like all bummy looking, but because it's hot. Yeah. And, you know, we only get the heat like two months out of the year. Okay. And even today. You ungrateful I'll... bastards. <laughs> even today, I don't wear shorts a lot. Like any time. If I, if I, when I went to ComCut. I, I wouldn't wear shorts and stuff. I, I will je- next year. Yeah, I wear jeans. I'll right now. <laughs> I would wear jeans or khakis. The only time I would wear shorts right now is like when I go out and run errands and stuff. I'll have basketball shorts and stuff like that. But like anything semi-formal or anything, something, I don't know, semi Yeah, yeah semi-formal. I, I, have, I, 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 ha- would, I would still wear jeans or something like that. I have athletic shorts for mm-hmm. basketball and whatnot, like mm-hmm. and for, for running, for walking or whatever. Yeah. And I do have like shorts that I will wear to the beach whenever I go to the beach. You yeah. go to the beach? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Yeah, when? Yeah, but what but, year was that? Yeah, yeah, but 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 at was the same I time, born yet? Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, you were. Um, the, the thing is always that like I don't still I still don't like short shorts, right? I'm not a big fan of short shorts, and I don't want it to be like uh, having my knees shown, which I guess I guess is part of the rule. You're supposed to have your knees kind of shown, but here a little bit, yeah. Here, here's here's a Twitter post from uh, at Crappy Fumes, right? She says, she says here, hello, men, it's short sweater now, so remember the old rhyme. At or above the knee, that's what we like to see. Longer than the knee, a juggalo you be. So I guess it's, <laughs> I guess there's this whole thing about like, don't make sure your shorts do not go below your knees. And mm-hmm. like, what's the it's big a deal? fashion faux pas. Yeah. In the 90s, it, really it was completely fun? fine. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. Because I, I, I do basketball shorts, it's mostly at to my knees. It's yeah. nothing, I have nothing below my And then what I also noticed is that there's like so many rules about like what kind of shorts you're supposed to mm-hmm. wear and when you're supposed to wear them. Like here's, here's this diagram that I have on this website mm-hmm. here. It says, should I wear shorts in public? Are you under 12? It says, yes. Mm-hmm. Have fun, little man. Right. Or you, say, <laughs> or you go, no. And then the, the next question would be, are you at the beach? If you say yes, sure, go ahead. If you say no, the next question would be, are you playing sports? And it says yes, yeah, okay. And if you say no, the next question will be, are you in North Africa helping the British defeat Urban, uh, oh, Urban Rommel? <laughs> if you say okay, that's a little extreme. Yeah, if you uh, say no, put some damn pants on. No. I'm like, I'm like, come on, like there's rules about yeah. when oh. and when you can't wear pants. She's shorts. Very, she's very that sounds like a that sounds like a British rule though. Yeah. I guess. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, in the old days, only, like, little kids wear shorts. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, like, even no, in the winter. Yeah, no men should wear shorts. And that's, that's kind of how the whole stigma came. Mm-hmm. I yeah. I never followed that rule. I just didn't like myself looking mm-hmm. how I looked with shorts, so I never wear shorts. Mm-hmm. But now I'm, like, I'm going more for comfort. I'm an old man. I'm just going to go for comfort. So I think I'm going to start You're wearing shorts. You're not that old. 40, the 40s is the new 30s. True. Yeah. But, yeah. Is it the garden? So technically, yeah, I'm in my 20s. Uh, <laughs> okay, uh, the, the garden, the gardeners, listeners, if you can hear the stuff in the background mm-hmm. of the gardeners, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, but yeah, shorts, uh, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Who would have thought? Who, <laughs> forty-two years later, who would have thought? <laughs> well, to be fair, I used to wear shorts when I was young, so it's not really forty-three years later. It's really thirty years later. Like, who would have thought? Maybe, maybe thirty years later. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. So um, recently, there's been some tragedy in the world I mean, recently like every day there's been tragedy yeah. in the world so most recently there's been some some uh, shootings not, not a it's surprise like every, it's like every, any other day not a surprise yeah. now which yeah. is kind of sad mm-hmm. uh there was the uh, the gilroy garlic festival shooting mm-hmm. here in california there was a sh- shooting this very day this morning at mississippi at a walmart of all places i haven't heard of this one yeah yeah this happened literally just this morning of this recording kind of thing and then here's the thing though um 
as it goes with tragedies and uh, natural events and whatnot, mm-hmm. people go on social media, they start asking people, are you okay? And blah, 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 right? So th- this is recent trend that I've noticed. I'm not, I'm not mm-hmm. sure if it's re- recent because I don't really go on Facebook very much, but I kind of casually glanced Facebook recently during the uh, Gilroy Gary Festival shooting. And somebody posted like, all right, my Southern California friends, uh, sound off. Is everybody okay? Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking like, do I really need to respond yeah. to that? Not really. <laughs> it's like it's kind of weird, don't you think? Yeah. Like Facebook. Yeah, no. Facebook has prompts where you did, where it will say like, "Click here if you're okay from yeah. like what what ex natural natural disaster kind of yeah. thing." Yeah. Right? I'm like like, do I really need to announce yeah. that I'm okay? No, not really. I think no. I think the only people who should announce they're okay are the people who are actually there in the event. Yeah. yeah exactly. Good. Yeah. And also, if you're there at the event, you probably have better things to do than uh, what do you call it? update your Facebook status and stuff no, like well, that. The thing yeah. is right? that. Like, what yeah. are you going to do first? Go to Facebook? Like, if yeah. your no. leg is bleeding? No, like, remember, because there, there, there are times where the cell phones won't work, but the internet yeah. would. Mm-hmm. Is that kind of a situation, mm-hmm. right? So, mm-hmm. so that's... Yeah, because everybody's making calls. It's true. Yeah, so that, that's how people go online and go, I'm okay. And mm-hmm. then that, that's the only, like, two words they post right. and then they're done, right? I understand that's a way of letting the most... People know at, at you know what I mean at, at one time and stuff like that. But I'm just saying uh, the assumption in my head, the timeline is like, hey, you get to safety first, you know what I mean, and then if you're at safe space, I have no problem with you going online on Twitter or Facebook, letting everybody okay, you know what I mean. It all depends on what the timing is and stuff like that, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But if it's like the Gilroy thing happened, I think around noon, like two o'clock, three o'clock, mm-hmm. and just and you, and the first thing you do outside of that 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 sphere, like you're in Missouri, the first thing you do, your instinct is like, hey. People at, at uh, Gilroy, California, they sound off. Are you guys okay? I don't, you know what I mean? I don't. It's not even Gilroy, California. It's even more, just more like, hey, friends from Southern California, yeah. please tell me you're okay. Yeah. And, but, and then are you, ta- yeah, if, that, if that's, then are you talking about our people, do people feel like uh, we live in a society <laughs> where uh, uh, shooting, mass shootings are triggering people? You know what I mean? Is, mm-hmm. that, is that what? Is that what we're talking about here? You know what I mean? Like, uh, like if uh, somebody, like I said, we use the example of you know here in Missouri, you're asking people in California after shooting, like, guys, okay? Is it like, are you asking, are we triggered by because there's so mad, so many mass shootings and stuff like that? Are, you know what I mean? Is has has is that what we're talking? You know what I mean? Is that the angle you're going? That that, that, that isn't my angle. My angle okay. is going is like, why are you asking? No. Oh, yeah. do, do you care that much yeah. that you want like? Your I don't know three hundred friends in your Facebook list to tell yeah. you like yeah. hey and I'm okay. And as a person who probably was there, whom you haven't spoken to in yeah. the last five years, yeah. but you just have been Facebook friends, all of a sudden like yeah. you can't even you don't even know if they're there or not. If that's the angle you're going for, I'm I'm just thinking that person just seems like uh, I think it's just artificial. Seems like artificial. It's a slightly it's yeah. slightly pretentious. It's yeah, like, it's like a, showing that you care, but you don't really. You don't care. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's just like it's busy like when, work. when like, uh, uh, and not to not to degrade it, like, mm-hmm. yes, it's great when people who are involved, mm-hmm. like, let their fam- their families and friends know that they're okay, who are truly concerned for them. But it's like um, when my mom's birthday came up mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. um, she, like, she was so happy in the morning. I took her out to lunch, and she was like, oh, you know, so many people remembered my birthday. Everybody was, like, so many people were greeting me, even mm-hmm. people that back in the Philippines, like, people yeah. that I haven't heard from in a long time. And I just kind of looked at her like, did they greet you directly? Like, give you a call or text, or did yeah. they write on your Facebook on wall? Facebook. Yeah. And she goes, oh, well, they wrote on Facebook. How did they know? How do you know? I was like, because <laughs> Facebook tells them. Yeah, Facebook tells them. <laughs> yeah. 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 So it, it is, yeah, it is even, very artificial. They didn't really remember. Yeah. Facebook just told them. Yeah. So it's the same idea. Yeah. Like, 
you you're the, an incident happened. Mm-hmm. You don't even know who's really affected and who's not because you're not in their lives really. Yeah. And you just want to know just for the sake of showing that you you care even though you didn't really to begin with yeah, before gi- the incident. It's giving a false impression that you have you care about people and stuff like that. But you know what I mean? Yeah. I I mean here, here and we could be oversimplifying it, but we, at the same time, like if you really care, you you would you would have known where that person was yeah, if correct. they were there or not. Yeah, if you if you specifically ask people, yeah. like you knew they were good. Like, like let's say God forbid something happened in a, in a concert or something, and mm-hmm. you know this person went to that concert. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. you ask that specific person, "Hey, are you okay?" Yeah, you know what? You right? will call them. You will text them. Yeah. You won't put a shout out on Facebook yeah. and have them yeah. sound back. I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, sound like uh, I'm bragging or, or, or I'm full of myself, but. Remember when the whole helicopter thing happened and stuff like that? I texted oh, right. yeah, yeah. That's yeah, pretty, You guys texted me. I, that's a pretty, I think that's a pretty good example, right? You know what I mean? I yeah, didn't go, you guys I, texted me. I didn't even know about it, and it was yeah. only like a few blocks away from, from me. Yeah, I didn't right. go on Instagram and ask, hey, Ruthie, hey, are you okay? Give me a heart. Like, give me right a heart. You know? Yeah, right on your wall. If you're really sincere about something, you know what I mean, about some incident, you would... You know, you you know you know, you just go ahead and make that extra step and you know text. Yeah, and you don't need you know to mean? broadcast it to the entire world to see. You would just like text the person directly. Yeah. Yeah. Here's here my whole thing. I don't get too political and stuff like that. But if uh, you sincerely can care about like a mass shooting or something like that, don't don't ask if people are okay or sound off. Why don't you tweet something like hey or put on Facebook hey why don't we keep pushing our legislators for more gun control more gun regulation that to me smacks of more sincerity and earnestness you know what I mean mm-hmm. yeah, you know what I mean it's like you know, unfortunately shootings are going to happen it's happening more and more frequently and, you know if you really care if you genuinely want to make a change and have this stuff not happening as frequently and stuff like that you know do something like hey I'm gonna vote for this person because she's for gun control and stuff like that or or do something it's just you know that's that to me seems more sincere and stuff like that you know yeah, yeah. And and the person that would like do a post on Facebook, hey, sound off my my California friends and tell me you're yeah. okay. Yeah. What if nobody responded? Yeah. <laughs> See, that would be even more sad. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So true. Since we're back home at uh, at uh, Casa de Who What Where's Why, mm-hmm. as of this recording, it's currently six forty six p.m. on July thirtieth, twenty nineteen. In Casa de la It's well said, well put, very articulate. And it's time we take a look and see what's going on. Have you heard this whole post about this mom's rant about a child free millennials at Disneyland uh, going viral? Have you heard about what? this? <laughs> okay, uh, a little bit. So there's this there's this woman online who went on on uh, I think it was I think it was Twitter. It was either Twitter or Instagram, mm-hmm. and she was complaining. Oh, here, you know, I'm just gonna say it. <clears throat> It pisses me off to no end when I see childless couples without kids at Disney World. The very upset mom writes, Disney World is a family amusement park, yet these immature millennials throw their money away on useless crap. Uh, But then she goes, but don't worry, she has a solution to the problem. People without children need to be banned. Oh, she seems angry. What? Yeah, so basically she's yeah. saying that unless you have kids, you shouldn't go to Disneyland or Disney World or any well, theme park. That's discriminating. Yeah. Not, not, not only discriminating, but it's kind of ignorant, don't you think? Yeah. It's like, it's like, yeah. Why are you discriminating? Why are you like telling like, people? Just because like, she doesn't enjoy going to Disneyland and she has to drag her bratty yeah. ass kids to Disneyland doesn't mean that nobody else enjoys Disneyland yeah. because they're grown ups. Right. How is Disney supposed to make money if they're yeah. only catering to families? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah. So what she's saying is she's a miserable mom, right. and all yeah. parents should be miserable, but they have to go to Disneyland out of necessity. Yeah, wh- out of what? 
man, it's mandatory for their to bring their kids. Yeah, what she's saying is she can't control her kids. Her kids are running around. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, Disney World. She can't control them and stuff like that. So she's just venting and so stuff. She's, she's, she's taking so it she's out. jealous of all yeah. the the single people. Yeah, that's what. The, and you know what? That's what I noticed too. Like my friends who have um who have kids, they call me single. Yeah. Like oh, it's so nice to be single. Like you don't yeah. have to worry about babysitters or mm. like come home whenever you want. Yeah, I'm, I'm like single. I'm I mean, guessing I'm not. she. Yeah. Oops, <laughs> I'm also guessing she's stuck in a in a shit in a shitty marriage and stuff like that. His yeah. Wa- yeah. His his husband, her husband, her wife, or whatever might just not. You know, they're probably kind of out of the, the marriage is probably on the rocks and stuff like that. Wow. She's jam jamming. You're getting really elaborate here. You're really psychotherapy. There. <laughs> That's what I'm guessing. You know what I mean? I mean, if you're in good marriage and stuff like that, you have good well, just a kid. I don't think you'd be <laughs> ranting on, on on Twitter or Facebook. I just don't. Yeah. I just don't. I just don't see it. You know what I mean? Well, uh, <laughs> of course, the internet responded back in kind. And one of them said, uh, this is at Robert Bull at Twitter. I hate childless women is, I hate my choices and regret them. Yeah. And here's one by Scholar of Decay. It says here, Disney is for families, by which I mean moms who have been driven into the arms of despair by their hellspawn babies that have been named Aiden, Tucker, Dylan, or Skylar. Yeah. Give me that pretzel, <laughs> you slapper. Little <laughs> Tanner needs yeah. his mundums. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, essentially. Don't forget Madison. <laughs> Madison. <laughs> is Madison a redneck name now? What? I like Madison as a um, name. It is. No, it's a hipster name. It's, it's a, a hipster, very hipster name. name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, like, if if she wanted like special treatment for for only for people with kids, I mean, that's gonna that's gonna eat a lot of like, like the revenue for the steam parks. Yeah, she's just being silly. I don't, stuff, yeah. I don't think you have to take it serious. I think she's just she's just being silly. Yeah. Who's like being entitled now, huh? Yeah. She's just she's just having a she just had a bad day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Listen, Disneyland does not have an age limit. Mm-hmm. If yes. it did, Walt Disney wouldn't have created Disneyland. Correct. Correct. But yeah, this is the one of the great things about Twitter. You get to see these kind of posts. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of something else that caused Twitter discussions, uh, Stranger Things fans have have confusion over what a photography darkroom is. Oh yeah, I saw this on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Well, then, huh? you, you do know what the photography... Okay, no, you seen, I know. I'm, I'm confused that they're confused of what, what it is. Because, you know, they're kids. Yeah. Uh, they use... they, they their, their camera is their phone. Yeah. They don't know anything uh, about, like, going to a dark room to develop film. film. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, there was two scenes in the last season of uh, Stranger Things where... I think it's more uh, than two scenes. <laughs> two, was, it, was it more than one? It was multiple scenes. Yeah, where... Throughout the, the whole season. Because remember, he used to be the photographer since season Right. One. She would walk mm-hmm. in, the yeah. room would be red. And then, you know, because we're, we live in a culture where every scene, everything has to be broken down and examined. I think, one, yeah, one of the millennials must have, like, got confused by, like, like what, what, what is, is he that? doing? Why is he yeah, dipping why? pictures in water? Yeah, what's the significance <laughs> of the red room and stuff? That. What's, what's, you know what I mean? What Why did she have to close the door oh when, when, when she goes in? Yeah. But doesn't that make you feel old? Yeah. <laughs> no, it makes me feel sad that we have a whole yeah. generation of ignorance coming yeah. up but into the world. They have no reason. They have no yeah. reason to learn this though. That's it doesn't matter. It's a part yeah. of history. You know, it's, like, thing, I, I, it's like not knowing what a corset is. But, yeah, like, I'm not sure that's of. a app. But put it, put it this way, Ruthie. Yeah. The only the only people who are really interested about like developing their own film mm-hmm. are hipsters yeah. who want to who want to go like yeah. I'm going to use film, not this digital crap. <laughs> I can I can understand I can I can understand it because recently I've I've had to explain to my uh, nine year old nephew like you know what a fax machine is, what ta- uh, a tape. Uh, oh my! Uh, oh, you he, know what? Now he, I know how our parents felt like when they were explaining <laughs> to us like what a fish was. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, I'm sorry, what a fish? What a fish was? I don't know what a fish is. I eat it. I don't even even know what it looks like. Mm -hmm. I don't even know what it really does. But apparently it's like a, it was like um, pre-Disket era. Can you, can you? 
Can you spell it? What is this fish thing? It's a it's an acronym. F I S A. It's fish. It's, oh, it's an, an acronym. acronym though. I don't know what it stands for. This, yeah. But apparently, like you stick it into a computer of mm-hmm. some sort, mm-hmm. and like it pops up with all this data. Mm-hmm. This, isn't, like, this isn't like a floppy disk. Never it looks like it. a floppy disk, but it's called a fish. It yeah. was pre-floppy disk, yeah, pre-disket. Really, I, I'm 42. I never heard of it. So oh, and recently, uh, you know, the, it's now like, now it's expression. But you, you guys know what mixtape is, right? Yes. Stuff like that. Yeah. So my nephew's been asking me about like a mixtape that he wants to make for like a girl and stuff like that. But I, so he, I, I he knows what it means, like putting songs together from Guardians but, of the Galaxy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's really good. But yeah, but the actual. Literal meaning of a mixtape, like a cassette player. I don't think he understands and stuff like that. You know. Yeah. Do you think kids even understand what a cassette player is or what a cassette tape looks like? No. Only if you've seen Guardian of the Galaxy. Yeah, only if you got Guardian. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Ooh, Albert, you should do an experiment on our nieces and nephews. Uh sure, I could do that. But then, the, yeah. the, the, you know, there's a YouTube channel that does yes, exactly yeah, that. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, the React channel. They do like. Like kids react to yeah, yeah 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 that kind of stuff. They react yeah, we to should do that with them. The first Nintendo, like you know, uh, what do you got black and white TVs and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting, mm-hmm. good times. Yeah. So uh, speaking of kids, uh, the Fortnite World Cup solo finals or mm-hmm. the finals for Fortnite happened mm-hmm. over the weekend, and you know what the grand price is? Yes. Yes. Oh, you do know? Yeah. Is it national news? Yeah. Oh yes. my gosh! It was, all, it was all over Twitter. Three. Yeah, the kid was on. Uh, what was it? Uh, Jimmy Fallon last night. Wow. Oh, really? Oh, Three okay. million dollars. Yeah. yeah. Imagine right. that. Right. How, how how are you as a parent telling your kids don't play video games? That's for you. When when there's kids who are making three million dollars yeah. on a competition. Yeah, and second and third place. <laughs> I'll be like, once you start winning money, you can keep playing. <laughs> yeah. And I also heard like second and third place win were like money, one if you million win dollars. Money, yeah, you can keep playing. Yeah. While you while you can't win money, you can you need to do your homework. <laughs> yeah, and, and then the and the base the base price for everybody that enters like fifty million dollars. Not fifty fifty thousand dollars. Yeah. yeah. What? That's to, there's an entry price? Yeah, there's a pool. There's a pool that they did and then all oh. everybody that entered will win something even if they lose. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Because they've nice. been in t- individual local tournaments, and then you have to win those tournaments to gain to the championship. So they must have bought. Mm. In, they must have bought into those local tournaments and stuff. That's where they spent the money yeah. and the prize. Oh, okay. And the fact that you make it make it to this championship round, you get fifty thousand dollars. Just yeah, for, just for. Oh, entering. okay. Yeah, that's kind of like tennis players. Yeah. Even yeah. if you don't win the Grand Prix, you still win mm-hmm. the Grand Prize. You yeah. still win. And something. Fortnite only came out like what two years ago? It's like, it's like the yeah, it's thing like less than two years ago, probably. Yeah. I think no, it's been more than two years ago. But yeah, you're right. Yeah. It gained popularity last year. Crazy. But um, it's also the 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 World Cup for Fortnite was also the most watched esport event in Twitch history, which is pretty imp- yeah. impressive for Twitch actually. Right. So yeah, it, it's it's a big deal for for Fortnite players, I guess. Oh, but one person who probably got screwed is this is Fortnite pro player who was removed from the match because. He was quote unquote screen watching, which is cheating because you're not supposed to look mm. at other people's screens. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to look at just your own. Mm-hmm. So this guy didn't make the money because he was. Oh, out. interesting. Wah, wah. I, I, knew, I had no idea that was a thing. So yeah. he's like leaning to the left, leaning to the right. No, 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 no. Because, you know, don't, they're playing. Don't they have dividers? No, no. They, yeah, well, I mean, they're divided by the screens, right? Mm-hmm. So essentially, they're playing down, and then above them are big screens that the, the audience in the stadium right, can right, watch. Right, okay. 
So he was oh. he was actually looking at those big giant oh. screens. Oh, oh, you're supposed to do that. Oh, wow. yeah, you're not, okay. you're not supposed to do that because you're not supposed to know where your opponents are oh, okay. in, in Fortnite, right? Mm, so that's that, that's and well, apparently they should be secluded then. Yeah, apparently he's been warned. He's been warned like not not to do that. Mm-hmm. No, because I mean esports, they kind of want to capture that that regular that real quote unquote real mm-hmm. sports where an audience can watch people play. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. the only real other way they can really do it. I guess if I was him, I would mm-hmm. just like, oh, I have to wear my prescription sunglasses. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's the ticket. Yeah, yeah. Yes, but the richest is not for him. Uh, yeah. Speaking of rich people, apparently, I'm not sure if you noticed, but Kanye West does a Sunday service where where he has like exclusive people come in and and join his quote unquote church mm-hmm. and they sing like songs or sure. whatever sure, kind not? of thing. Recently, he did uh he did a song for uh Nirvana. Mm-hmm. He converted the Nirvana song to a Christian song. Okay, what was the song? <laughs> it was like uh, here. Let me, let, me, let me just play it. I'm sure you could figure out what the what the Nirvana song was. Now's the time. Hurry up. That's all right. The choice is yours. Don't be late. Just confess. He'll do the rest. Christ is here. Hallelujah. But he's doing the opposite of what Elvis does. The Nirvana song didn't have the lyrics "crisis" here, right? No, no, no. They they converted. They changed it. Right, right. Okay. You know, normally they'll be considered a parody song, but it's not a parody song. They mm-hmm. they literally just no. cut the, the tune and they they Christianified it. Christianified the, the, yeah. the song. And right. here's one that they did for uh, "No Doubt." Okay. I'm sorry, but why do that? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, can, can he create his like, own? There's a lot of yeah. there's a lot of like pop type yeah. song, Christian be, songs out there. To and be rock, fair, there's no Christ, other there's Christian, no Christian music. Well, what? It actually sounds really <laughs> yeah. cool. Like, yeah. why yeah. can't he just create original and, music? And also, to be fair, Kanye West is not known for writing his own song. Wait, <laughs> hold on a second. Wait, hold on. Wait, hold on. Wait, that's all he's known for. Sorry, I'm sorry. That worked. All right, all right, Taylor. All yeah. Right, Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like, uh, but apparently, this I guess this is Sunday service for Kanye West is supposed sure. to be. Very yeah. fun, I guess, for sure. the people who go to his thing. If you pay, Wait, he's yeah. a preacher now or something. Well, he has his own. Yeah. Well, he's kind of his own church in a sense. Right. Yeah. His mom, I think, was a pastor at, at one point or something right. like that. Yeah. He was very. He, he was. Uh, he was very involved in the church, more or less, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Yeah. So but imagine- he's making himself literal Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. The, I, I think the audience. But the thing is. The, the by doing this, the audience you're going for is somebody who likes church and going to to, but also likes we're Kanye Al. West song, no, Kanye Cali, West concerts for free. Yeah, also Kanye West, and also like <laughs> we're Al kind of adaptations of songs and stuff. It's like I don't. I don't well, what what I want to know is how much do they pay to be in this in this church? Yeah, well, right. Yeah. So there's that too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking but of also like, yeah. are they going to church just to see Kanye West and listen to all this music mm-hmm. rather than actually uh, worship? I don't know. But oh, that's you know what? Topic. And oh, hold on a second. And do you remember there was a controversy a few years ago where the Kardashians have their church, quote unquote. Remember, okay. and then they funneled a lot of the donations and stuff like through that church. Is 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 this service at that Kardashian sponsored church and stuff like that? Is this? A, all I'm trying to say is it's, it's a tax write off. Is what it sounds like. Maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe yeah. that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Uh, speaking of services, uh, Regal has finally released their their counterpoint to AMC Subs Illis mm-hmm. called Regal Unlimited. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's three different tier points: 18, 21, and twenty three fifty, I think. Sure. 
um, essentially the 18 is like a handful of theaters and then mm-hmm. so on and so forth. So basically you want to pay the 2350 for all of the Regal theaters. So uh, feel, free, feel free to click on the link on the mm-hmm. show notes if you want to hear more about it. But yes, this is what I've been asking for because I prefer Regal over AMC. You son of a so bitch. So I went ahead and dropped my AMC stops A-list you son and of a bitch. I am going to Regal Unlimited. Right. Now, I, I will. to be fair, I will say that that it's still more cost-effective to go to AMC Stubbs A-List because mm-hmm. Stubbs A-List, they, they actually offer IMAX and 3D and all that mm-hmm. without any surcharges and Regal Limited does not. Mm-hmm. You have to pay a surcharge to go to those things and sure. whatnot. But the main advantage for this one is instead of three movies a week, it's un, it's technically unlimited. Any any day of really? the, it, Yeah, it's like 30, 30 movies a, a month if you really want to do it. Right. The, only, the only stipulation there is you can only reserve three movies at a time. Okay. Right, so there's mm-hmm. that, um, and also if you go through the app, you have to pay a surcharge of fifty cents per movie that you that you do the thing. Yeah. So if you don't go through the app, how are you supposed to do it? The um, in theater. Oh, in, at the theater. At the theater, uh, okay. then it's then there's no fifty cents uh, thing. Okay. So this is their way of counter counter. <laughs> what was that? For for a second, I forgot. What what do you do if you don't use it through to do something through an app? Yes, you buy it <laughs> in the theater. <laughs> you do things things in person. What? <laughs> What's going on? You're gonna be like those kids in the yeah, future. Like, what is this movie theater to get talking about? I literally blanked out. Like in person service, you know, at, you know, I was like, what the heck? You, can do things you mean you have to talk to a person? What? You can do things outside the app? What the hell is going on? Some of the other benefits is you get 10 off all food and non-alcoholic drink purchases. Mm-hmm. There are no blackout dates. Mm-hmm. You get free large popcorn and soft drink on your birthday. Sure. You get the crown the crown club credits still, and then uh, yeah. So it, it's 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 like I said, it's not as cheap. Not, no, it's not as affordable as AMC's. But if you prefer Regal, like I do, and it's closer to where I live, like I like it is for me, and they have better selections of independent limited release films, then go for Regal Unlimited. Sure. So yeah, but then you have choices now. Now you have uh, Movie Pass can really just go under. How Movie Pass just go under? I, I need I need to win my prediction. <laughs> I can't believe that thing is still there. <laughs> yeah, it's still alive. My prediction was later that week, no, no, and your I was like, "Prediction was two years ago." That movie I know. Pass was no, no, go no I was saying uh, later that week. I was like, two years ago." <laughs> That's why I thought it would go under. Good lord! <laughs> was two years ago was it like last Something year? Like that. I think yeah, it was last right. year when yeah. you finally went prompts. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but yeah, <laughs> my prediction was was Thursday of that week. <laughs> it's still it's still there for some reason. It's still there for some reason. Yeah, and that's what's going on. All right, let's get out of here. Uh, before we talk about uh, our next topic here, just in case the listeners actually care, John Ming, where can people find you online? You can find me on the Twitter, J-I-A-M-I-N-G-L-I-O-U. Ruthie? You can find me on Instagram at Grace, G-R-R-A-C-E 13 for DIY picks, random picks, um, travel picks, food picks, and mostly cat picks. You can also find me on B.Entwined Events. That's B-E dot E-N-T-W-I-N-E-D um, for event designs. Uh, bridal showers, baby showers, kids parties, um, and all your DIY needs. Also on Instagram. Uh, also on Instagram. And this is Albert. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Albert5x5. If you go to my Instagram right now, uh, there's there's uh, pictures and videos from the Megan Dia concert that I went to over the weekend in Chula Vista, San Diego. When we when we being so specific. Um, but yeah, Megan D is back. If you're a fan like I am, uh, Megan D is back. Check out their new album. They have a new album out called Happy Sad. So take a look, take a listen to that. It's all good. If you want to send us email, send it to whowhatworstwhy at gmail.com. If you want to leave a quick comment, leave it at our website, on our Instagram page, our Facebook page, or directly to us, like Jiaming at 
Jiaming Liao on Twitter. <laughs> Ew, no. Yes, yes. Don't tweet me. <clears throat> uh, if you want to leave, no, if you want to support us, because we clearly need it, mm-hmm. head over to whatworstwhy.com slash support to find out how. Music has been provided by the Y Axis. Find them at thewhyaxis.com. Oh, find them at thewhyaxis.bandcamp.com, as well as the Instagram page and Facebook. Here's a little bit of trivia. The only reason why I even knew the Y Axis was because of Megan Dia. Mm-hmm. So, so there's that. Uh, all the links and information can be found at whowhatworstwhy.com. Now, before we move on to our spoilers, no spoilers here, no spoilers. Uh, Jamming, impressions for Once oh, Upon a Time in oh, Hollywood by oh, oh, Quentin oh, Tarantino. Oh, oh. Uh, I think if you're a Tarantino no fan... No spoilers. I know. I, if you're a Tarant- Quentin Tarantino fan, if you're a fan of cinema and stuff like that, you would, you would kind of appreciate and like dig this movie a lot. If you're just a casual moviegoer, it may not be for you. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It may... It may mm-hmm. you, it, it's, it's a whole thing. You know what I mean? It, it might be one of those things where you just maybe wait for it on Netflix or something like that. You know what I mean? But if you're really into cinema, you, you're into how cinema is made, the art of it, and stuff like that, go for it. If not, maybe sit this one out. Uh, Ruthie, no spoilers? Impressions um, of the movie? Same, same as Jamming. Um, if you're a Tarantino fan, definitely watch it in movies. It's very entertaining. Um, uh, I've heard people who didn't enjoy it because they didn't quite understand the movie. They would prefer a Marvel movie over a Tarantino mm-hmm. film. So if you're more of a, you, you need action and not so much about the story plot um, interests you or excites you, then probably not the movie for you. But otherwise, great movie, um, amazing theatrics, acting was beyond amazing. Uh, yeah, go see it if uh, if you're into it. I will definitely watch it for the acting. I think the acting is the main standout for this movie. Uh, mm-hmm. Really good cast. Definitely really good. Um, I liked the movie. I enjoyed the movie. I don't think I l- loved it, mm-hmm. but I did enjoy it quite a lot. It, it is kind of like uh, a different kind of Tarantino movie. Mm-hmm. And when it you was, watch it, yeah. yeah. And when you watch it, you'll see what I mean. Uh, surprisingly enough, Jamming said that, that if you're a casual viewer, you may not like it. Yeah. I've seen a lot of casual viewers who actually really like this movie, mm-hmm. which is bizarre to me because yeah. you know what the movie is. Mm-hmm. But we'll get to that in spoilers. <laughs> if you think you're someone who can just casually listen about a combo of a movie or a TV show you're missing, then I feel like I gotta warn you and this may not be in order. Don't be crying to us when you end up hearing a spoiler. Spoilers! All right, spoilers for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood by Quentin Tarantino. Jumping, go. Uh, he kills uh, Hitler at the end. I can't believe it. I can't believe he did that. That's unbelievable. Spoilers what? for Inglorious Bastards. Oh, wait, what? That was Inglorious Bastards. What? What's going on here? Uh, I, I, I saw this movie uh, Saturday. I, I haven't, still haven't come, come to grips with what I saw. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. You know what I mean? Was I engaged? Yes. But was I. Do I feel like it could be cut down by like thirty minutes? Yes. yes. <laughs> really? that, you know what I mean? I, I don't. I, I don't need fifty scenes where you know what I mean. She gets ready for a party. I'm talking about Sharon Tate and stuff like that. Gets ready for a party, drives to the party, dances to the party, have Steve, gets introduced to Steve McQueen. You know the reason why he did all that, right? Because it's to what do you call it? To uh, provide atmosphere and stuff. No, like no, that. no, no, no. He was reenacting her actual last day. Well, that, that's yeah. what I was gonna say too. Yeah, yeah. he was telling uh, the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll get into that part a little bit later on, but like I said, I I, I I see what he's going for, but whether I was engaged, whether I found a movie, or what I did, I find it, uh, did I find myself uh, have empathy for the characters? 
I don't, I don't know. I to me, uh, this is more of a technical experience for me. You know what I mean? And then being really immersed and really engaged with the movie and stuff like that. You know, Ruthie, I don't know. Um, well, I was actually quite the opposite. I, I was engaged uh, at first, though, when I saw that it was two hours and 45 minutes long. We were both dreading it. Like, oh, man, yeah. this is going to be a long movie. But surprisingly, that two hours and 45 minutes went by really fast. I mm. thought it was thoroughly, it was well-paced. Not for me uh, and Javik. Yeah, for me, it was well-paced. I, like I liked each scene. Um, I liked how everything flowed. Uh, yeah, Not I like the storytelling. <laughs> I, I like the the style that he did it in. I was surprised that I didn't miss all the bloody gore that mm -hmm. is typical of a Tar Tarantino movie. Mm -hmm. Of course, we saw it at the end, but it it flowed very nicely. Mm -hmm. uh, and another spoiler, of course, as you all know, he changes the the ending just like he does with all his right. other movies. Mm -hmm. Even though it's based on a true story, he totally mm -hmm. changed the fact that Sharon Tate gets to live. Yeah, well, I mean, like. Inglorious Bastards kind of set the tone that the the the, mm -hmm. the that he's yeah the Tarantino movies are an alternate timeline. They're an alternate universe. Right. So the, he kind of follows his own rules. Some people will say mm -hmm. he's purposely doing revisionist history. He's using his movies mm -hmm. to to show us what we prefer to have happened in real yeah. life. You know, mm -hmm. it's that kind of thing, yeah. which is fine. It's, um, I. The, yeah, it's the, fantasy. It's a movie. Yeah. One of the standout scenes in the movie is the Sharon Tate. Well, not the Sharon Tate matters anymore. Mm -hmm. Is is the scene where the Manson family tried to uh, uh, invade? Tried to kill. Yeah, right. tried to kill Brad Pitt and Leonardo mm -hmm. DiCaprio, right. and, <laughs> and then the results was like fantastic. Like, like is this? Oh yeah, it is purely wishful film. But but, yeah. but but going before I go on with that, um, I do want to step back and talk about what me and Jamie were talking about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. It's it's what maybe a half hour longer than it has to be. Right. And I think part of it because he's editor, he's a long time editor Silent has passed. Yeah. Has passed away, and and it's it's always been kind of off ever since she left. Yeah. But at the, at the same time too, it's like it's this is a movie that kind of just meanders, mm -hmm. and it purposely meanders because you're just kind of yes. supposed to just get like yeah, a, like you're supposed to just go, go with the movie, yeah. just like yeah. every other film of his. It doesn't no. really tell a story. It just kind of like goes. I, you just kind of go. Well, except for maybe, yeah. not all of his movies, but this one definitely was that kind of movie where you just start. Yeah. There's no real like direction mm -hmm. and you just kind of go with it. Yeah. It's like a slice of life thing. Right? Right. Like people who said like you're just literally hanging out like watching a day yeah. in the life of these people. Yeah. yeah. Here's, here's my whole Which thing. Which is what it felt yeah. like in mm -hmm. the car when um when Brad Pitt was driving around. Yeah, there's a lot of driving around and you're like look here's Hollywood right. and look here's the 101 freeway. Yeah. Here's my whole here's my whole thing. Cielo <laughs> drive. Yeah. When you're talking about this movie, you can't really critique it for not having a plot. You can't critique it for, or you can't uh, get, get take points off for not having character development. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. when Albert and I talk about movies, we talked about like character growth from the beginning of the movie to the end of the movie. You know what I mean? And he has that. And, you know what I mean? But in this movie, he, he's not really going for that, so you can't really knock it for that. But he has I mean? that. Yeah, it has it, but it's not yeah. it's not in the forefront. No, but you know it, what I mean? it it works with the film though. Mm -hmm. Yes, true. It works with the film. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, so the thing is, you can't really knock points for it for what's not trying to do. Yeah. And stuff like that. It really, like Albert said, it's a slice of life. It's a vibe. It's a tone and stuff like that. I was mentioning to Albert and stuff. Like, this is a a fairly fantastical movie. It's a fantasy and stuff like that. It's called yeah. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but it's shot in a very very realistic kind of way. You know what I mean? Which mm -hmm. is which is which is new and inventive. I was telling Albert and stuff like that when I watched. The movie, there's a couple of things. There's a couple. There's a lot of giveaways. This fact that, like I said, even though it's shot very realistically, it's fantastic. It's fantasy and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because he deliberately tells you at the beginning of the movie that the the first part of the movie takes place February eighth, 
1969. So that's the dead of winter, right? But then on the radio, you hear them talking about like a heat wave. It's like 90 degrees. The smog is really bad. Well, it's very California. Though. No, no, but it is, if you, there's no way at any point, anytime in February where it's like a 90 degree and stuff like that. There's no way. It takes it takes place in winter, but it's telling you the things about the Can't movie. it though? No, I'm 100% sure there's no had hot February. No, worries. The thing is the movie the movie is you have to pay attention to the movie. It contradicts itself. It it there's a part where Sharon Tate goes to go see a movie, right? Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. she yeah. sees the real Sharon Tate right. in the movie and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. So the movie is questionable just, decision, but go on. Yeah, but the thing is that's the movie telling you this is a, a certain take, a certain aesthetic and style. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's telling you one thing, but it, you know, it's it deals with cinema language itself. You know what I mean? Because in any other movie, you would have uh, what's her name? Who's the play? Who's the one that plays Sharon Tate? You know, you would put her in the movie poster. You put her in the movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, and then there's also scenes where what do you call it? Leo DiCaprio's character has imagines what he what would he be what would be like if he was in the uh, the Steve McQueen movie and stuff like that. And you see Steve McQueen early and stuff like that. So, like I said, it's even though it's presented uh realistic realistically minute by minute, you know, day in the life of it's fantastical. This this Hollywood doesn't exist. This is purely fantastical in a way and yeah. stuff like that yeah and like what stuntman do you actually know actually knows like the martial arts as, as much as right. uh brad pitt did towards the end mm-hmm. well the, the thing about that is that uh, leonardo dicaprio's character is loosely based on burt reynolds mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and brad pitt's character is loosely based on burt reynolds stuntman mm-hmm. yeah so so there's there's a little bit of a tangent where you know, i know you're saying it's fantastical but a lot i think a lot of it is is uh Tarantino's ideal, yeah. no, no, no. Uh, Tarantino's ideal depiction of the Hollywood of that era, the golden right. age of Hollywood, so mm-hmm. to speak, right? It it does seem like this is what he's he he saw the Hollywood of that area, right. so he wanted to recreate that mm-hmm. that Hollywood mm-hmm. once upon a time in in Hollywood in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole thing, but so you know what? I'm gonna jump to the Bruce Lee thing because you already kind of mentioned yeah. that already. Um, <laughs> if you're a Bruce Lee fan, you're not gonna like this movie. <laughs> No, you're not. Because <laughs> Bruce Lee was not depicted very well on this yeah. one. But the thing is, if you're a movie fan, you would appreciate the depiction of Bruce Lee. Yeah, with the whole Kato thing yeah. and yeah. all that. Yeah. No, no, that's just the thing. Like, it's, this, is, this might be a little bit heady and stuff like that. But this is not a representation of Bruce Lee, Bruce Lee in 1969. You know what I mean? Is it? It's filtered through. Is it? Like I said, no, it's filtered. Is it though? Is it no, though? it's filtered through a fantastical <laughs> point of view and stuff like that. You know, if you're a stuntman, no, if you're a stuntman <laughs> like Brad Pitt and you look at it's when, bro, when you first say Bruce Lee, it's through a flashback. You know what I mean? It's his remembrance of his encounter oh, with. With Bruce Lee and stuff. Plus, like remember that. this too. This is Bruce Lee before he before he became popular as mm-hmm. Cato. Right. So most is, people don't even know who this guy and also, is. Also, again, yeah. this is all filled. This is not a historical representation of Bruce Lee, other than the fact that the actors doing imitation and stuff like that. It's not mm-hmm. like a true representation of Bruce Lee because Bruce Lee never encountered this fictional character and, stuff like that. and that or, fiction, has he? No, but the fictional. Has he? No, hold on a second. But the fictional <laughs> character, sure and also the fictional has character he? is imagining, remembering what it was and stuff like that. So, like I said. People are giving a crap because oh he the stuntman wins the fight. So, but if you're a stuntman and you remember your encounter with Bruce Lee, yeah, I would be the winner of that too. You know what I mean? That's it's a fantastical remembrance. Actually, I I think that that isn't the angle I was going with. That I think the angle I was going to that was that Quentin Tarantino wanted to show what a badass Brad Pitt is. Oh, yeah, that's part of it. Right, too. Mm-hmm. of course, yeah. Because yeah. essentially, and by, by the time up against yeah. uh, 
next uh, sized up next to yeah. Bruce Lee of all people. Right. right. So if, if to show how much of a badass he is, he actually beats Bruce Lee. Yeah, exactly. Right. It, the, the scene does multiple things. It does what I say it was, but it also sets up the third act of the movie where Correct. Brad Pitt actually because there's an escalation of violence and instead of uh, some other Quentin Neal's movies where there's violence throughout the movie, there's an escalation. So the first mm-hmm. time there's violence is when Brad Pitt throws uh, Bruce Lee against the car. Next one is he beats up the guy in the car for the uh, flat tire, mm-hmm. right? So, right. so yeah. it gets glory and glory. And then the the denouement is the third, the end of the third act and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah just escalation stuff. But like I said, also if you're a person that criticizes its usage of uh, Bruce Lee in this movie, you have to take it as the whole. You know, because also the Sharon Tate character also has a flashback and memory of Bruce Lee. And that's a, those are very, even though it's kind of very short, they're very tender scenes of Bruce Lee training her for that mm-hmm. movie, right? You know what I mean? So right. you have to take it as a whole and stuff like that. So my whole thing is like, I know people are shitting on this portrayal of Bruce Lee, but like I said, I, I don't take it that seriously. I don't, I don't think it's warranted. Fair enough. But yeah. uh, Sharon Tate is learning Kung Fu from Bruce Lee mm-hmm. so that she can use that Kung Fu in a movie where she beats up an Asian person. Yeah, so there's right. that too. Well, yeah. Um, I, I do like the fact that, yeah, I, I, I can appreciate the Bruce Lee scene just for the fact that it builds on the Bruce, on the Brad Pitt character. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's the kind of guy who would go in a situation where he's going to investigate what's going on with his friend at yeah. the at that ranch. Yeah. Right. right. Mm-hmm. A friend who he hasn't seen in yeah. eight years. Because he knows something suspicious going on, mm-hmm. but a normal person would be like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. But yeah. he's that much of a badass, he would do that. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, when the, when the fa- Manson family came in to, the, to his, to their, to Leonardo DiCaprio's home in the end of the movie, mm-hmm. you know for sure Brad Pitt was going to yeah. F them mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. Because that's the, that's the character that was being built up throughout yeah. the whole movie. So yeah. it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In that because sense, on some yeah. level, like that's the type of person we would have wished actually encountered the Manson family right, instead right. of um, leaving uh, Sharon Tate vulnerable to actually die, just yeah. like what really happened in real life. There was mm-hmm. nobody there to save her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So it, it, in terms of character development, that worked for me, I guess. I just still didn't like the fact that Bruce Lee gets beat him up. Yeah. That I don't believe. It's a fictional <laughs> right. It's a fictional account of Bruce Lee and stuff like that. It's fiction. It's, it's again, not supposed like, to be Going literary. back to what John yeah. Ming keeps saying, it's fantastical. It's a fantasy. Yeah. Maybe it was a fantasy of Tarantino to see Bruce Lee get beat up mm-hmm. just because like he's never been beat up before. Yeah. You know, maybe it, it's a fantasy just to see him get thrown against a car, like caught off guard, that somebody was actually stronger yeah. and better than him. Here's the thing, though. It's, it's just basically Quintino taking a certain amount of a certain facts and then retelling a f- uh, he's, he's telling a fictional story using those facts. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The, don't let the facts sort of get in the way. Because because the Manson family stuff is true. The fact that the Manson, fa- Manson family stayed with that uh, ranch, that's true. Sharon Tate did, did uh, what do you call it? Did uh, uh, was train pregnant. Yeah, 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 was pregnant and yeah. then trained on Bruce Lee. It's like, you know what I mean? Did you, this, this might be a little bit too inside baseball, but did you guys, have you ever, ever read the comic book From Hell by Alan Moore? Um, no. no. And ha- I haven't seen the movie either. Right, but uh, just, a, just a quick recap. It's a retelling of the Jack the Ripper's mm-hmm. uh, murders and stuff like that. You know what I mean? But uh, he, tell, he tells you who, the, who he thinks the murderer is right up front. But the thing is, he tells a fictional reaccount like, account of the Jack the Ripper movie, but all the facts are true. You know what I mean? Like the letters, how how the how many women were murdered on what day and stuff like that. But the fictional telling of it, the story around the, the comic book is all fake. You know what I mean? And that's what this reminds me of. You know what I mean? Like in the third act, there's like a minute by minute recreation of Sharon Tate's last hours and stuff like that. So everything is factually true up to the point where they go to 
murder her and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So he, it's mm-hmm. so that's why he's it's 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 interesting. It's it's interesting that he does this, but that's what the movie is. You know what I mean? I don't take it too literally. You know what I mean? Does that if that yeah. makes sense? Yeah. It's not meant to be taken literally. It's it is a Tarantino film after all. Yeah. Um but it, it it actually does for those of for those I think viewers who did not know what happened during that time, mm-hmm. it actually forces you to look it up and just yeah. like see what actually happened in history mm-hmm. and get the facts straight and you know you're you're gonna see and appreciate what Tarantino was trying to do. Yeah. And also I thought DiCaprio was pretty it's great. This is one of his better parts. He was amazing. I, I thought, that I thought, was I thought it's incredible. That scene with a girl. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And the yeah. fact that he had, he has a little he decided to have the character have a little stutter and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I love the dynamic between him and Brad Pitt. You know what I mean? Even though he's the movie star, the guy, his stuntman, mm-hmm. is the guy who's actually in charge and if it wasn't for him, yeah. his whole thing, his whole life would fall apart and stuff like that. I thought it was a great performance by DiCaprio and stuff like that. I thought because he usually doesn't play a, a character sort of like this vulnerable and that dependent. You know mm. what I mean? I thought yeah. he, I thought he was great. I thought he was fantastic and stuff. Yeah, like he was that. really good. But yeah, you're right. The, the scene where he was paired up with the young actress mm-hmm. who was also spectacular in this movie right. too. She, yeah, uh, she's great. yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, 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 those were entr- those were like one of the best. Yeah, those were one of the best scenes yeah. in the movie for sure, mm-hmm. for sure. And it is kind of interesting how the majority of the time we're watching Leonardo DiCaprio playing. a character playing a character in either tv or movie mm-hmm. so yep. it's a nice contrast there yeah. as well mm-hmm. you know yeah uh but quickly going back to sharon tate real quick um did you think her character was a little superficial i it, think i think that's attention she is essentially just eye yeah. candy i think that's intentional yeah. yeah i guess it's i guess it's intentional but you can't you can't knock it for it because i think what he's trying to say is with the sharon she is like uh 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 like a what's that thing in uh, the great gatsby where there's a green light in the in the pure uh, out in the distance or something like that. She's pure. Yeah, yeah she's, she's not. So, a, yeah, yeah. You, you're not supposed to know her motivations. She's not supposed to be a three dimensional. She just represents an ideal and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Basically, yeah. what Karen Tino is saying is basically in real life in our world when Sharon T- Sharon T- got killed, it ended a certain time in our lives as far as like Hollywood and stuff like that. You know, yeah. it, it became less glamorous and less. You know, it became a crueler, more horrible world and stuff like that. And they by, became they became. Um, more like, cynical and dark and stuff like that, yeah. No, like yeah. like actors back then were just Hollywood actors back then were just more glamorous. It was almost yeah. like the, you couldn't touch them. Yeah. Like they were, oh, untouchable. Yeah. Oh, they were right. untouchable. You know, yeah. they were like gods. They were on they were but on a, they were on a pedestal. Happened, yeah. Yeah. When that happened, it's like affirmation that, oh crap, they They're are human, human after yeah. all. They right. bleed. Yeah, she's just you know? she's supposed to represent that. And the fact that she lives, it's just the fact that she gets a second chance. Uh, is what the movie sort of is about and stuff like that. But like, mm-hmm. she's not supposed to be a real person. She's not supposed to represent Sharon Tate. I think if you were to ask Carantino, like he would say, you know, I have no idea who Sharon Tate is. She's the real person is much more complicated, much more interesting than I could actually ever portray. But the idea of Sharon Sharon Tate and stuff like what she represents, her joy, mm-hmm. her enthusiasm for coming. Because the the only the thing you're supposed to get from her is like. She's in Hollywood. She's bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. This is the most greatest. You know what I mean? It's just that enthusiasm that she. She's represents. always happy. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? She's not supposed to be like a three-dimensional character and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Well, then, yeah. I mean, Tarantino clearly has some reverence to Sharon Tate, mm-hmm. as proven by the fact that he she kept he didn't superimpose Margot Robbie on her in the movie scene. He was mm-hmm. literally the actor Sharon yeah. Tate mm-hmm. in the movie scene. Mm-hmm. So it's Margot Robbie yeah. playing Sharon Tate, watching the real Sharon Tate in the movie screen, essentially. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, she represents yeah, I something. thought that yeah. was a good... I thought I thought that was a very tasteful um, take on on portraying her as, Mar- as um, mm-hmm. Margot Robbie as Sharon Tate. Like, I think 
doing that just really brings you back to, okay, that's who Sharon Tate. It's, it's almost like an homage. Like this is who Sharon Tate was. Mm -hmm. Don't get it. Don't get it wrong. Mm -hmm. She doesn't look like Margot Robbie or Margot Robbie doesn't look like her. This is what she actually used to look like. Yeah. You're really interested in the actual person. You know, you can, you know, read a Mm -hmm. book, you know, watch movies. There are other movies about Sharon Tate and what happened and stuff like that. You know what I mean? That that a little bit more literal. Like he didn't want to erase what she actually looked like, her mm-hmm. acting, like yeah. he actually wanted to lift it, like put it up on a pedestal yeah. instead of just, you know, wash it over with yeah. Margot Robbie. Mm-hmm. I, I think, I, I thought it was a smart choice and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. No, no, I, I agree, I agree. But uh, this, but to me, the standout is still, I guess, Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio, mm-hmm. really. And he kept, like I said, it can't be helped because Sharon Tate it was kind of like a superficial kind of yeah. character. Mm-hmm. So you, you kind of yeah. you have to focus on, on mm-hmm. Brad Pitt and, and yeah. uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. I thought it was great. And, and did you guys great. catch the, the, um, the hint? Uh, the, I, for, I forget the word. I'm not, my words are not coming to me today. <laughs> Um, when he was in the car with the un- obviously underage girl, mm-hmm. and um, she she offered him a blowjob, and he said he met, he basically alluded to the the Roman Polanski scandal, right? Oh, which yeah, is yeah. I'm I, I, yeah no, it doesn't matter. What, what did he say exactly? Oh, he, no jailbait is worth time or right? Something. Yeah, yeah, yeah something true. like that. Oh, I got I got to mention Mar- Margaret Qualley who plays that 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 that. Uh, Manson girl, mm-hmm. fantastic mm-hmm. actress. Yeah, she's she's really good at everything mm-hmm. that she does yeah. so far. Uh, she was in The Leftovers. That's where I discovered I, I saw her for the first time, and ever since then, she's kind of like she really chooses bizarre kind of roles in mm-hmm. a sense. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, but she's really great too in that in, in that role. Yeah, but uh, but in the, the the thing with Brad Pitt, um, his backstory. Mm-hmm. So which side of the backstory do you believe him? Like he killed his wife, or he accidentally killed his wife? Blah blah blah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, because they showed the flashback we were right. in the boat, right? And the, but they and didn't actually show what happened. They didn't have to show yeah. what happened. And the thing is, that's his memory of what happened. So whatever happened, or they sh- he shoots her or not, it you're taking his word for it and stuff like that. That's, that mm-hmm. flashback is from his point of view. So I, 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 I think I think the reason why Quentin Tarantino put it there, although it kind of alludes to the mm-hmm. thing with that one lady with the. Christopher Walken and oh the Natalie Wood thing the Natalie oh, Wood yeah, thing yeah, right yeah, I got, it, oh yeah 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 mm, it kind of yeah, yeah. yeah, alludes to that yeah. right so I I think he put it there towards the beginning of the movie because as an audience member you either had to look at Brad Pitt as oh he's the guy who killed his wife or you look at Brad Pitt as oh he's the guy who was accused of killing his wife yeah. and mm-hmm. the way you see him will will be, will determine how you look at him throughout the yeah. rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just kind of interesting. Yeah, it's just yeah. and actually, it, it actually kind of the whole movie kind of puts you on his side, even though the whole movie, all the other characters are, characters were trying to portray him as the bad guy mm-hmm. because they're calling him wife killer and all this. But you know, it kind of forces you to want to be on his side because yeah. everybody's so against him, but yeah. then he's so calm and he's not really doing anything wrong yeah. in our eyes in the movie yeah. that you're just kind of like maybe he didn't. Yeah. Yeah. The the movie really does play with your sense of empathy like do you mm-hmm. yeah, do you think he's a murderer but hey check on the old man you know what i mean yeah. risking his own own life and stuff like that you know what i mean it's yeah it's he didn't he he didn't take the inappropriate offer he yeah. he protected his uh sometimes asshole of an actor friend from getting killed yeah and also <laughs> what do you call it? he could probably squeeze uh dicaprio for more money and stuff like that you know what i mean mm-hmm. and he doesn't yeah, and he, he doesn't, lives in so. a trailer yeah and one of the and, uh, what call one of the interesting things I liked about this movie is like even though in mostly when you do these buddy kind of movies and stuff like that, 
around the end of the second act, they usually have a big fight and they they blow mm-hmm. up and then they, they didn't. Yeah, but they genuinely I, genuinely like each other. They mm-hmm. really are best friends. When DiCaprio tells Brad Pitt, one of the best things I I liked is uh, DiCaprio has to tell Brad Pitt he he oh I, I'm married now I can't afford you and stuff like that. DiCaprio's yeah, actually he was heartbroken. Honest. Yeah, he's heartbroken that he has to let his friend go and stuff like that. You know what I mean? It, it was really I thought I thought it was a really touching scene and stuff like that. They genuinely yeah. like each other. They really are like you know best buddies and stuff like that. Like, you know, and I like that because it yeah. that that was what felt more real. Because mm-hmm. I hate the whole drama. Like guys, honestly, guys in general don't really have drama. Mm-hmm. If there's drama, they just t- stop talking. There isn't yeah. like a big fight and a big makeup or anything mm-hmm. like that. Like they always have in movies. Mm-hmm. So it was nice to have something realistic in that aspect mm-hmm. where they yeah. were just honest and had respect for each other. Yeah. Yes. The, yeah. the, the relationship together is pretty good. I yeah. did, I did yeah. like that. It like went that. against all tropes, mm-hmm. all movie tropes for yeah. friendships where you expected something wrong to happen in the beginning. Like mm-hmm. you, you were kind of waiting for it in the beginning because yeah. like Leonardo Di- DiCaprio's character was acting like a, like an idiot. Mm-hmm. And then, um, the other one looked, uh, Brad Pitt's character looked tough, but then throughout yeah. the movie, you see that they actually really care and respect, um, mm-hmm. each other. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of nice and refreshing to see. Yeah, that's good. I mean, that's the thing about having a, a movie that doesn't have a plot that drives through and stuff. It's just moment by moment. It's, 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 it's a vibe. And the, these two guys vibe together. But going mm-hmm. back, just give me a little more critical now. The, the thing is, about it is, I think one of the problems is, with this movie, it's like you compare it to previous Quintino movies and stuff like that. And when you compare it to other Quintino movies, it's just like, you just feel like the editing should be tighter. You know what I mean? The cuts should be tighter and stuff like that. I, I rewatched Inglorious Bastards a, a few days ago and stuff like that. You know what I mean? It's just like they have chapter breaks, just hard cuts. It's just, it's, but in this movie, it just seems like the, it was the, flowing. Yeah. It was aimless. It just seems like you're... You it's, just, yeah, it seemed aimless at times. Yeah. You're Actually, f- even the ending was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's like, it's just, it seems like... Maybe he's going for a dream-like quality, but it just seems like you as the audience are drifting into a scene and then you're drifting yeah, out. but I, I hey, think but, that's... It, and I have to say, that's where I kind of disagree with you because I thought it worked very well with the yeah. movie. It worked with the theme of the 60s, 70s, yeah. which is... Um, a very flowy mm-hmm. kind of let's go with it. Um, uh, love mm-hmm. like every everybody like mm-hmm. love for everyone or you know whatever the slogan was back yeah. in the day. Free love, <laughs> free love. Yeah. There you go. Free love. Everyone's getting high. You know everybody loves each yeah. other. Sharon Tate's in a yeah. in a love triangle, but they're happy. They're all happy yeah. and but love it, each other. It just feels you know like- everything's just like so happy go lucky and go with the flow and. Very seventies vibe mm. of just like everything's cool, man. Everything's but, flowing. Everything's but, far yeah, out. But then it and seems I think like that really went with the with the theme of the the film. Yeah, but the thing is, it just seems like almost every scene should have been like either a, a cut a minute before the scene began or a cut a cut a minute before it ends and stuff like that. You know what I mean? It's just like everything's just like just like just a little too much fat on it. You know what I mean? A little too aimless. And he didn't. Cr- and as far as the dialogue, he didn't crank up the usual. Quintino kind of dialogue. You oh, know true. I, mean? I agree with you that. One, yeah. This this is a more of a naturalistic uh, when the people talk. It's a little bit more naturalistic. It's not like the hyper stylized yeah. Tarantino. So. Less less, think- less monologues. Yeah, and like, yeah. and just going back to like it's just I don't need to see DiCaprio talking to a makeup person doing the hair and the jacket. I don't need that long of a scene of it. You know what I mean? Some of it just like. Come on. No, but there was something hilarious about it. Yeah. Because yeah. you know we don't usually see what happens um, in the back lot mm-hmm. in the the movie tr- in the 
the trailers yeah. where the the actors get ready. We don't normally get to see right. that, and so that was like a kind of funny bit where you see that the superstar mm-hmm. doesn't actually have any control. Yeah, but here's my whole thing: a little goes a long way, is what I'm saying. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I said, the beginning of a scene could have been cut. It feels like every scene, like either the front or the back end of it, could have been cut in either direction. So I just just make it a little bit tighter. Uh-huh. I think if so you sorry. if you like okay, Inglorious Bastards was amazing on its yeah, own. Uh-huh. Kill Bill volumes were amazing on their own. Um, you know, every other Tarantino movie had its own vibe, but he you had he had a very um, specific Tarantino quality to each and every one of those films. Yeah. But I thought it was kind of nice that he kind of strayed a little bit mm-hmm. away from his usual mm-hmm. style. It to me like it was refreshing yeah. instead of um, kind of. It, I mean, I have to admit, you watch a Tarantino film, your your blood pressure goes up yeah. because it's con- it's like constant adrenaline, adrenaline, adrenaline. Yeah. This one was like something that you can actually enjoy. It's not typical, but it you see the the Tarantino qualities in it. Yeah. Uh, I also like the fact that he because he's known as a foot fetish, fetishist. Oh, here so we go. He really leaned into it. I, yeah. I, yes, I, at some did. point, I think he's just trolling people. <laughs> and stuff like that. I totally did. Yeah. yeah. I think. Oh, does that explain the girl putting her, her yeah. feet up on Wait, the window Rudy, window you, you, you don't know about this. I didn't know about that. Yeah, he has a foot fetish? Yeah, he's always had... It's always been kind of known, or uh, I don't know if he's ever admitted to it, but he's always been kind of known that he had a foot fetish. Yeah. Ever since the, the old movies, there's been so much focus on women's feet. Yeah. And this one, he, yeah. he just indulged himself. Yeah, in you could go back to his, like, his earliest movies. You know, Pulp Fiction has a, a, about foot massage and stuff like that. No, that's right, yeah. Yeah, no. Kill Bill has the f- close-up of uh, the, the bride's foot foot for like a minute you know it's just a oh, real hard yeah. to yeah and then in glorious bastards uh the cinderella scene right oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah so it's always people have talked about it, people have, have mentioned it and at this point i think in this movie i think he's actually trolling the audience by putting how much so much feet not only <laughs> there was the, a lot it was obnoxious yeah. actually i'm like why is this girl's feet yeah. on the dashboard that's yeah. really rude yeah not only the obvious stuff where you know the girls has a feet on the on the on the window and churn take has a feet up at the theater but a mm. lot of scenes if you go back and watch it a lot of scenes start or like for the walking foot. boots yeah walking like boots walking so, yeah a lot of a lot of scenes open with the feet and stuff like that you know what i mean he probably, so, yeah. he probably is trolling people he is trolling. yeah he's having <laughs> not that not to say he doesn't knowing have a him he yeah. would he would answer back yeah not not to not to say he doesn't have a fetish and stuff but yeah i think at some point he's just like kind of dicking around and stuff like that but yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah, well, like he said, if this is his last movie, he must go all out, I guess. I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I will, I think that it's, my final critique is like, this is a very good movie. It's very, uh, I, I haven't stopped thinking about it since it's Saturday. Dating, yeah, too, Saturday yeah. and stuff like that. It's maybe it's one of those movies that would benefit if I didn't, if I didn't know it was a Quintino movie and stuff like that. You know what I mean? It's just, it just doesn't, it's not really good. I mean, it's, not, it's just not great when you compare it to his well, best work. I mean, I think, I feel like, and not to knock on your, your critique or anything, yeah. I, I, but I will agree to disagree because, um, yes, while you kind of have to give the, like, not to, when you watch a film, it's like reading a book. Like, you can't really expect it to be the same exact formula. Sure, Otherwise, yeah. you won't mm-hmm. truly enjoy it. Mm-hmm. No, I don't think that's really it. Uh, usually after a Tarantino movie, you you come out of the movie and go, wow, that was that was a Tarantino movie. That was amazing kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I didn't feel that when it came out, coming out of this movie. I yeah. felt like, well, that was a good movie, but... I really hope that isn't his last movie because I want yeah. to, I want his last movie to go in a bang. It's a very high standard. I remember watching Inglorious Bastards with friends, and that that vibe of that night was the, the electricity was of the audience but, was was unbelievable. Yeah, hey, go back to, go all the way back to Pulp Fiction. 
the first time you see Pulp Fiction at the end of the movie, you're yeah, like, wow, yeah, it's something I've never seen anything quite like that, you know. That's- yeah, but, but, but that's the thing. Like, you know, you're expecting that. You're expecting that. You're expecting that. Right. Whereas it might be unfair. when you see yeah. this movie. It is unfair, yeah. It, it's a good movie. It's a yes. great movie on its own. Yeah, but of course, great. if you compare it to an <laughs> adrenaline pumping action movie, I know a lot of people who were looking for that action. Like, I literally went in there, you know, think, yeah, it's, it's going to be great. It's a Tarantino film. But I completely forgot. Actually, actually, I almost forgot that I was watching a Tarantino film, except for little like the the witty remarks, the witty dialogue between the characters and some of the things like mm. that was definitely Tarantino. Yeah. And then, of course, the bloodiness towards the end. That was definitely classic Tar- Tarantino. Yeah. But I wouldn't take it away from him that it wasn't as good as the other ones. It was just a different, completely different style. Of his True. That he but, showed. I, but that's what I mean by I wish this isn't really his last movie because yeah. I want his last movie to be. The, Go out with a bang. Yeah, the, the quintessential Tarantino movie yeah. kind of thing. Mm. I, <laughs> the quintessential yeah. Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Quintessential. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, right. right. Hey, I'm gonna sound like a dick. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back to what we mentioned earlier. I think he he just lost a little bit of something after his editor uh, passed away, unfortunately, in 2010. Some well, of that. I mean, you could also say that he grew as a yeah. director, filmmaker. I I wouldn't take it away from yeah, that guy. He's I, he's accomplished a lot yeah. as a oh, director. Oh yeah, of course he's one of the greats. But I just don't yeah. think Django Unchained, uh, Hateful Eight, and this movie are just when you compare it to some of his earlier work and stuff. It's just it's just not it's just not quite there. The editing that does make yeah. a difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's and he's, well, and he's mentioned how important editing is, and he says that's as important as the director direction. He it's, he said it's as much it's as important as the writing itself. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I think there's mixed reviews out there because also there's just so much expectation of what yeah. a Quentin Tarantino movie is. Yeah. Like he's just done the same thing over and over for mm-hmm. such a long time that there was just so much expectation. But I think this actually shows growth. No, I, I agree. To, it, it and, and like yeah. risk to even make a movie like this because yeah. it was so contemplative to me. Yeah. And it was just it, it actually it wasn't just like riveting. It wasn't just mm-hmm. exciting to see because yeah. it's so um it's so vivid. Yeah. This was just more, it like really sucked yeah. you in. It made you feel like you were in the movie, like you were actually you know, a part of these characters' lives. You know what? In terms of genuine human emotion and uh, and death and warmth and stuff, I would say, yeah, I would say that's correct. You know what I mean? That's This movie and I think Jackie Brown are the two movies where you just feel a, 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 a gravitas, a, a humanity to it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. With DiCaprio's characters, especially and stuff. I, I, you yeah. Know what I mean? yeah. You, you really do feel like that's a, that's a really breathing, living, breathing human being. It's, he's, in terms of just like warmth and, you know what I mean? Just like humanity. Mm-hmm. He, that character and Jackie Brown are the two I single out as far as like, hey, this is a real flesh and blood three dimensional human being and stuff like that. You know what I mean? With a yeah. with a real history and gravitas to it. I will I will say that as a compliment to the movie and stuff. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Agreed. No, I mean we all agree that it's a good movie. We all enjoyed it. I'm just saying that I don't want this to be his last movie. Yeah. yeah I just I'm just saying it doesn't need to be two hours and forty minutes. It's like it's, it's we tighten the ship up a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. I liked it. I liked it. Yeah, we, we all liked it. Oh, yeah, we, we all liked, liked it. it. Yeah. What do, yeah. No, I'm saying I didn't mind the, the whole two hour, 45 minutes, even though it, it, I dreaded it. Mm-hmm. But it actually turned out not so bad. Yeah. Honestly, I, I didn't even realize it was two hours and 45 minutes. I just knew it was over two hours long. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, because it, it, it kind of it puts you in a relaxing position where you're just kind of like watching these people go go about their daily mm-hmm. life kind of thing. Yeah. It, just, it just felt so 
relaxing is mm-hmm. the word that I don't want this to be his last movie. Yeah. I, want, I don't want his movie to be so relaxing. Yeah. Like something, something you could play in the background and just like let it yeah. run. I don't if, want it to be like, his last I movie. Hate to, I hate to bring back old Quentin movies, but if you go back to old Quentin movies, each individual scene has an urgency and a drive. Right. You know what I mean? You, it forces you to pay attention. Yeah. It does a, does a, does, it's just, unbel- you know what I mean? It's just every frame, it just crackles with some sort of energy. You know what I mean? And this one yeah. just, just doesn't have it. And yeah, again, this, some, one, this one does have those kind of scenes though it does but yeah it's not every yeah not yeah, every, not yeah, very yeah. consistent yeah and like yeah. It, it might not be fair you know what I mean? because not every maybe he's just not he's just, he's just not going for that you know what i mean yeah. those yeah. in the third act when when there's like uh the uh, he intercuts uh two dinner scenes and stuff like that, you know it's not it's it, he's not going for that you know what i mean you know what i mean just them just going to a restaurant eating and you know drinking and stuff like that, it's it's he's not going for it so it's yeah. like it's it's a very hard it's a very difficult a movie to kind of critique actually to evaluate yeah because you know you're clearly biased we wanted we 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 have him in a different a bar Mm -hmm. of of quality than than everybody else's director so it is kind of unfair you know what that's what I mean like you guys had this expectation versus like seeing the quality of the film on its own you're constantly comparing it to his previous movies no but we recognize that it is a good movie it it, it isn't like we hated it it's you know what yeah maybe it comes when it comes out on streaming I'll watch it again so maybe maybe it's one of those things it'll grow on me and stuff like that yeah oh sure probably probably maybe maybe it'll change your mind if you watch it in a dine-in movie theater (laughs) 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 all right okay on that point uh, thanks for listening this is yeah. episode 247 of the Stuff and Junk Show. Thanks for joining us. Until next time, this has been a podcast on the Who What Worst Way Network. <laughs>